If you did not receive one of these uh, handouts last week, uh, please take one. It's uh, important. And if you uh, have it today, please make sure that we get it. Turn it in. Today, um, I'm going to speak on prayer. Imagine that. It's only been the fourth week uh, that we are discussing prayer. And you say, well, you've talked about it for four weeks. We should know, we should know more. Well, we should know it all. Well, uh, believe me, we haven't began, begun to scratch the surface of what prayer is about and what, what um, the value of praying is. And our Sunday school lesson this morning was about growing in prayer and how that, um, uh, the, the need for our life, and it's quoted, there was a number of scriptures that was there. And I, and I like the outline. You know, there's, there's really no formula. There's no formula that states, there, there's, you know, there's kind of an outline that we have in the Lord's Prayer, and perhaps uh, I'll conclude uh, my five weeks of prayer on speaking of prayer next Sunday with the Lord's Prayer. But um, one of the, the ideas is that, that prayer should be uh, an entering in, okay? And, and the illustration that they used in the, in the Sunday School lesson was that there is a threshold. There's like an entryway. As we enter into prayer, we enter in by confession and penance. God, we, I, I think, did anyone ever, anyone ever watch that Indiana Jones? The guy who's searched for the Holy Grail, and he's going back that, 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 that hallway, and he goes, the penitent man, the penitent man, penitent man. Anybody remember what happened? He got down on his knees. Why? Because he's going to get cut in half. <laughs> you know, that's not what happens in this prayer, okay? But the idea is the penitent man is one who is repentant. So that is the threshold that we entered into prayer in our communi communication with God is that we come with a heart that says, I'm sorry. If there is sin in my life or if there's something that I've done in thought, word, or deed, I'm asking for forgiveness. And so that's our entrance. But then we get into this place that would be maybe the sanctuary or entering into the room. And if we thought of it in that context, in this place of this room that we have in our communion and our fellowship with God, well, it's, it's more than just making requests. It's more than just making requests. Now, that's part of it, but it is in this place, in this sanctuary, that we speak of our adoration. It's in this place where we offer our worship. Hallowed be thy name. You know, it's a worship of God, it's a, a recognition of God and, and a, of his presence in our lives. And we begin to understand, as it were, what the scriptures teach us. It's in this place of worship, this place of being in God's presence, that we quote the scripture. That, that if I am frightened, well that we ask God that his, his grace and his mercy be with us, that uh, his perfect peace, his love, casts out all fear. If we, if we recognize that we have problems, we're asking God for wisdom and guidance in solving those problems. So we, we have our prayer life, our time of praying, and it's not just a wish list. Well, you know, I wish I would... I wish I would... Uh, what do you wish for? See, that's not a prayer. That's a wish. Or, or some people say, don't worry, everything will be all right. Well, who's going to make everything all right? Is it the 
the universal cosmos of all things flowing together, that it all just kind of comes together and works. It is an understanding that whenever we pray, we are directing our prayers and our requests to God. And that we direct our, our requests to God with an expectation, not only that we will ha- be heard, but that there will be a response. Now, the challenge comes, well, he doesn't always give me what I want. Good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Well, what if what I want is very, very important? Well, you see, it may be very important, but we know that God has a way of working all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God has a way of working in our lives beyond what we are able to see and know, and you know, we don't know why things happen the way they do. We don't know why certain circumstances and certain events happen the way they do. If, if we had all the answers, I'd have a book and I'd be a millionaire sitting in Beverly Hills, so to say. But, you know, but I don't have the answers. And no one has all of the answers, only Christ. So the challenge for us then is that we need to take our needs to God in prayer. Now, we create a long list of reasons why we're, we, we don't pray. That we don't feel good enough. You know, we're not, we, we've done something wrong or thought something wrong. Uh, sometimes we're bored. We don't have enough time. You know, or from, well, I don't really want to bother God. It's just a, a little need. And, uh, and we talked about this and can't stay focused. If you want to remember all the things that you've never done and haven't done right or need done, just sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for a little while. Oh, yeah, i got to go. <laughs> your mind just goes. It takes off. Well, if your mind wanders, bring it back. It's not a reason to quit. It's a, it's a reason to continue. So prayer is to become part of, 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 our, of our everyday activity, of our everyday life. And, and prayer isn't necessarily stopping everything and, and going away and, and, and into your closet. And the Bible talks about that. Going, you know, take time to go away, to be away from everything. But there is prayer that is just part of who we are. That as we think of things, God, we offer a prayer. It's like when, when someone says, you know, you need to pray for so-and-so. So you stop at that moment in your mind and, God, and you offer a prayer for that person. That God would be with them, that God would help them. You see, God is moved by our prayers. <laughs> that we are to pray about whatever is on our mind. What are you thinking? What are you worried about? What are you concerned about? What are your joys? What are your sorrows? What are your expectations? So the idea of our prayers are that they are to be heard and that God will answer. Frequent prayers with the expectation of it being a two-way communication. Anybody ever talk to someone that you never get a word in edgewise? I'm sure you never have. But... uh, We know that we have, you know, some people are just incessant upon their conversation. Well, that's not what God is about. Well, you know, it's like we need to remind him. No, he already knows. God already knows what we have need of, but it's our making our requests and combining it with the word of God is that we know that that we are praying the scriptures. I think it's a very important part of our life that we pray the scriptures. That we pray the scriptures. God, you said all things work together for good to those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So God, 
I pray that scripture because I don't feel this way. I don't feel like things are good. So therefore, I pray that you would help me to understand that good is coming. It all comes to a divine good in my life. So therefore, I pray with that expectation that God will change this. So I am praying the scriptures. I am praying the word of God about my life, about my children, about our grandchildren, about our neighbors, about you, about each of us. So we, we pray the scriptures. Comfort those who mourn. Give strength to those who are weak. To those who are undecided, we pray that God would give direction. You see, there is this, there is this prayer that goes on that we pray for you and each other as, as, there, as you come to our minds. So we're, we, we pray that it's, a, you know, and, and as we pray, we recognize that God is prompting us. God is guiding us. He is comforting us. And when he speaks, he speaks his truth into our lives that give us, gives us peace and understanding. Know that God speaks to us even when our prayers are not answered. <laughs> Often we believe that what we want and how we see it is exactly how God sees it and how he needs it, you know, what he wants it to be. Did you ever see a child enamored with a fan or with a light socket and they want to stick their finger in it? Anybody ever, you know, child ever done that? Want to stick their finger in a light socket? And what did you do? Go ahead. Here, I'll give you a bobby pin. <laughs> well, they got to learn sometime. <laughs> right? They got to learn sometime, so give them a bobby pin, you know? They'll know not to do it again. Of course we don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But we, we, we don't give them a bobby We don't do that. Why? And then when you stop them, what do they do? They try again, they cry, they pout. Why? Because you wouldn't let them do what they wanted. Sometimes we see things perfectly clear. God, I want to stick my finger in that light socket, <laughs> and you're not going to stop me. <laughs> and we talk about it, we pray about it, we want certain things into our life, and God knows that it's detrimental to us, or it's not the right thing, it's not the right, and God doesn't answer our prayers. Hmm. You see, prayer is not a magic formula that if you do the right thing, say the right thing, combine it with a little faith, you're going to get whatever you want. Prayer is instead a mysterious conversation. Mysterious. And I wrote that down. I was thinking of it, well, how is it mysterious? Well, did you ever see somebody talking to somebody who wasn't there? Well, we have it all the time now. And you look on the other side of their head, they got the little phone things in there and they're talking away, you know? You know, you see people going down the hall, you know, you see people going, wow, you know, I was talking to them, and it's like, they're just going to carry on a conversation. You think they're nuts. Then you find out they got that thing stuck in their ear and they're talking to somebody on the phone. But, you know, I've been around people who <laughs> talk to people who aren't there. And we know they're not right. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dear. Shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> you, know, you talk all the time, yeah. 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 But, 
But you see how, I mean, we see how that our conversations and, and that we're carrying on a conversation. But God is there. He always hears us when we pray. He knows our thoughts and he knows the intentions of our heart. And God even prays through us with groanings that we are so hurt on the inside that we, God, and there's like a groaning going on inside of us for our pain or our anguish or whatever. God, that is a prayer. God hears things. He knows all those things about us. But our prayer is that we direct it towards God. Not just groaning about life, groaning and moaning and grumbling and complaining, but we are directing it, God, I really hurt. (laughs) I don't understand. God, I need your help. You see, we limit God in our effectiveness. (laughs) We limit how that God can respond to us when we pray. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty four, 24, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it, and it will be yours. I mean, that's an amazing promise, that we believe and we will receive. Ask it, and it will happen. But there's something more to this, these verses, verse 25. It says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive your sins. Sometimes whenever we are praying, we remember people who don't like us or who have hurt us or we have hurt them. And the Bible is saying for us, get rid of those things. Take those things out of your life. Get them out of your life. How do we get them out of our life? We forgive them and let it go. Does that mean we have a magic eraser? No. It means that we are dealing with the pain and the grief, the sorrow, whatever that's in our life, that's in there for a negative in a detrimental way, and, and we're saying, God, this was a negative, this was a, they willfully and intentionally did this. You know, I always, when those situations come up, I always go to, to think of Jesus on the cross. And he's hanging on the cross, and the people who beat him, put the thorns, crown of thorns on him, nailed him to the cross, and Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Well, they willfully, intentionally did all of those things. And he says, Father, forgive them. Because people don't understand sometimes when they're doing something exactly what they're doing and the long-term effects of it. So just as maybe somebody has done that to us, we've done it to them, and we have to ask for forgiveness and let go of those things so that it doesn't stand in the way of God blessing our life. Did you ever, if you were totally blessed where you're at and everything just fell into place the way you are, would you ever think you need to change? I mean, would you change if you weren't forced to? We don't like change. I don't like change. You know, but things come into our life that force us to look at things differently. And change is there for a reason. It's there for a purpose. And so we've got to deal with it in a way that is healing for us. Relationships. So relationships with people, if you harbor unforgiveness, hatred, it hinders our prayers. Hinders the answer of God to our life. So relationships matter. But so do motives. Motives, in James chapter 4, verse 3, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motive. 
God, you know, if I can win the lottery, I'll give you money. <laughs> I'll help the church out. But I'll be rich. <laughs> Motive. You see, Jesus spoke about the Pharisees who offered their prayers that were very long and loud and on the street corners to be seen by people. And they wanted people to believe that they were spiritual and that they were, there was something great about them. So some motives are selfish and self-centered. It's like the young guy, the young man who prayed for this beautiful girl that she'd become a Christian and come to church. Then he could date her <laughs> and ask her out. Now, was he really concerned about his, <laughs> her salvation or was he concerned about how he would look walking around with this one? <laughs> See, only God knows a person's motives. Proverbs 16.2 says, All a man's ways are, are, seem innocent to him, but the motives are weighed by the Lord. God knows what's going on on the inside. That's why when we look in the mirror, we don't have to hide who we are. Our doubts, our fears, our failures, our mistakes, our questions. God doesn't have a problem with that. God wants us to be upfront with who we are. He wants us to be upfront with who we are and, and the questions we have and the, and the, and the challenges that we have and, and how that we don't see how this works and don't understand all of this. And, you know, these are the good qualities of ourselves. The way we live also matters when we pray. Proverbs 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ear are attentive to their cry. God knows our ways, and he knows what's going on in our heart and what hurts us. Faith, James 1, 6, and 7. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind, that a man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. That whenever we are doubting, it's like, well, maybe, it, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but I'm going to ask God, you know, if, he, if I can have this, and, you know. Persistence is that we see what we need as a very important part of our life, and that we are persistent in our prayers and our expectation that God will answer. You see, that faith is an expectation, John 15, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for of Him. It's an expectation. Are there any expectant mothers here? Zoe? Can Zoe please stand? Now, Zoe is either pregnant or she's not. <laughs> so she is an expectant mother. Right? Thank you very much for your volunteering to stand. <laughs> volunteering, yeah, thank you very much expectations are we either expect it or we don't. There is no, I don't know if I'm pregnant or I'm not, you either are or you're not. <laughs> Expectancy is that you know what you know and it is an expectation. So you're either going to have a baby or you're not going to have a baby. 
Well, the, I think the idea is you are, God is going to answer my prayers. Now, he may answer them in a way that you don't think he will. Going back to our scriptures that we've done a couple of weeks ago, that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts and his ways higher than ours. Whenever we have an expectation, we think and we pray that we want it a certain way, often we are limiting God and how that God wants to really answer our prayer. Because we only have a limited expectation. God has a way of seeing things from a whole different perspective than we do. And often when we pray, we try and limit God and put him in a box that is not only good, but good enough, right, Brad? <laughs> it's not only good, it's good enough. It's, it's good enough for what I have expected and what I know in my life, and this is what I think, this is what I know God should do. And we put him in this little box and say, this is how you need to answer my prayers in order for it to be correct. <laughs> and God is saying, you don't have enough insight and foresight and knowledge. Let me increase that for you. So unanswered prayer is not about what we get or don't get. Prayer is a confidence that God hears and answers according to his will. My life is a gift. My life is a gift to God. He will give me everything that I need to make my life a blessing and a fulfillment of his divine purpose. God is answering our prayers, the deep intent of our prayers. What are we really asking for? What are we really asking for? We pray and we say, God, I want to win the lottery. What are we really asking for? We're looking at what we feel will make us secure today and tomorrow, and we won't have to worry about anything. So why don't we forget about praying for the lottery and don't play? We don't, you can't win if you don't play. But, you know, it's the idea, you don't play. Why? Because God is going to take care of me today and tomorrow. Whether I have this, what I consider stability or not. And besides, chances of you winning, you know, you win 200 billion, and people who have won major lotteries, I don't know why I'm talking about that today, but people who have won major money have been bankrupt in five years. Because inside of us is this crazy thing that we will spend down, down to our, where we feel comfortable. And so we will, we will ditch all that money in order to get back to a level that we feel comfortable. So we'll end up being bankrupt. But you see, God doesn't answer our prayers because, and, and because we have, what is the real motive to the answer to our prayer? We want security, we want peace. We want the ability to look at life today and tomorrow, leave a legacy, for our children. We want these things. Then why not pray about them? Why not take it to the level of need? 
You see, at times prayer can change our circumstances. But more importantly, prayer will always change us. You and I, this person, this is what's going to last for an eternity. This person. Not the things we possess, not all the things around us, but we as an individual. And that is the person that Jesus has died for. This is the person that God wants to see through this life and into the next. And as we have hope in this life, we have hope in the life to come. And as we have hope in God today, we have hope in God's provisions for today and for tomorrow. For the righteous have never been forsaken, nor has the, his children ever been out begging bread. God has a way of making a way for his children. So whatever your need is, whatever your challenge is, take that to God in prayer with an expectation that God will answer. And be open for the answer because he probably won't meet your need the way you have him boxed in. God will meet your need in a greater way. More than you could ever imagine. More than you could ever ask or think. He has a way of touching our lives. Amen?